You're listening to Money Minded, your West Coast mortgage and real estate news podcast. I'm your host, Randy Vance, alongside the opera singing, fire juggling Mrs. Heather Lowry. Hello. Speaking of dual threats, uh, Buck Bales with B Squared Home Inspections is here to discuss what you should really be looking at when it comes to your home inspection. Gift is your four-letter word, a very wild Central Oregon real estate market update, and your West Coast mortgage news. Today is May 20th, 2021. This is Money Minded. Long, awkward pause. Not really. Excellent. Such cool beats in the background. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. Producer. Mm, boots and pants. Boots and pants. So uh, joining us today, uh, Buck Bales with B-Squared Home Inspections. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your day to uh, talk to our listeners about what they should be looking for in their home inspections. Thanks for having me on today, Randy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, to our listeners, if you spent any time in downtown Bend over the last couple of decades, uh, chances are Buck has poured you a drink or three. Um, but besides that, Buck, uh, give us the real give us the real skinny. Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Beyond a superhero, of course. <laughs> um, I moved to Bend in 1990, uh, before any of all this crazy real estate stuff was going on. And uh, I was snowboarding, having fun, uh, hanging out with my friends. And then one thing led to another. And you're here for a while, and you kind of figure out where you want to be in the community. And I ended up bartending mm -hmm. after working through a stint of teaching snowboarding, working in HR and uh, doing some other things. Uh, before that, I was in, uh, I was a plumber's apprentice actually. So very big shift from going from plumbing to working at a mountain and being a snowboard bum. But, right. uh, you know, it, it gave me a good entry into the trades, which has always been a big part of, of living around central Oregon, pretty much because uh, of the growth that's happened since that time. When I moved here, I think there was around 18,000 people in Bend, and now it's not that small anymore. So it's your fault? It's probably my fault. Okay, just checking. We moved here in 1989. <clears throat> I was in the sixth grade, and there were, yes, about 18,000 people in Bend. Half the size Redmond is today. Yep. Mm -hmm. So got into bartending and was still doing a little bit of construction stuff on the side, doing some remodeling and everything, and... Um, one thing led to another. I got married. My wife got, uh, she's in the medical field. And so she'd been working nights. So working bartending was a great compromise. You know, so it, it, we complimented each other as far as our schedules went. And uh, the home inspections just became a natural segue into uh, getting out of the bar business. So awesome. Congratulations, by yeah. the way. Thanks. What else should we know about you? Uh, I'm a Libra. Um, I like to snowboard, paddleboard, golf, do those sort of things. Uh, it's quite a bit of, you know, outdoor activities that I like to engage in that is why I live here. And, uh, yeah, play some music on the side. You play some music on the side. Uh, speaking of which, side. we have an entire table full of musicians here. We've got a bass player, uh, two singers. I don't know how it would work between you and me. Maybe we could have dueling singers. <laughs> Three singers, actually. Mm, don't tell people that, though. Should we just ditch the podcast for the rest of the day and start a band? No, no, we should probably talk about what's important. So I, I like actually paying my mortgage and, you know, that sort of thing. It's, uh... Well, listen, I have a very generic and broad question, and I hope that you came prepared. Um, what are you looking for when you're conducting a home inspection? 
Uh, several things, really. I mean, it starts off with uh, the safety of the home for the people that are looking to move into it. You know, you, you want to make sure that the, the dwelling is electrically, plumbing-wise. There's so many little sneaky things that can make a home unsafe. Um, and then also the structural aspect of it. You know, how well is a house built? How, how is the longevity? How much, you know, if you want to move into this house, what are the costs involved in making it, uh, getting it up to standards that are a good livable place to be? Um, I like to take my time and be as thorough as possible and make sure that I catch everything that could be a possible hazard. And then beyond that, it's, uh, you know, letting the homeowner know where your basic, uh, you know, like your water shut off, your electrical shut off in case you need to work on something around the house or if something happens, if a pipe bursts, you don't just want all that water gushing all over the place and destroying things. You want people to be able to go ahead and get in there and shut that stuff down so that they can get their home fixed. Right. And uh, a lot of people don't think about that when they get into a home, especially in the first time, um, what the aspects are of, you know, there's a lot of things going on in a house that you have to take care of now that you're not a renter anymore. Right. So you're, ba you're basically checking the thing from the foundation to the roof. Yep. Right. And everything in between crawl space through the attic and, and the roof covering too. Yep. Are you afraid of heights? Um, no, I'm afraid of falling. <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> are you afraid of spiders? Uh, no, they don't really bother me as long as they don't bother me. That would be yeah. my biggest fear, crawling in a... Uh, I cannot crawl in my crawl space. Yeah, that would... Nope. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. Hard pass. No. no. Black Hard widows pass. really don't bother you as long as you don't bother them. Okay. You know, so... Um, and I do wear protective, you know clothing to make sure that the creepy crawlies stay on the outside instead of getting on the inside. Right. I mean, what are some of the things that you've seen that are just a little mind blowing, right? You know, let's say you're in the crawl space or the attic or, you know, loose wires hanging. What are, what are some of the key things that you're pointing out in your home inspections? Um, you know, besides what you've just gone over? Um, well, a lot of it is, uh, oddly enough, electricals that, that have been outdated. You know, you've got GFCI, outlets that may or may not work properly. So going through the house and checking all that stuff so people don't get shocked. But uh, as far as just kind of eye poppers are people that do home projects and don't do things properly and create a dangerous situation for them and their family. So going through and pointing those things out to people that, you know, hey, you've got to get an electrician in here. Um, you cut all your vents off in the ceiling. <laughs> Um, and then <laughs> roofed over it. Uh, so now you've got sewer gas just pouring into your attic. So yes, that's, that was a really interesting one. Kind of blew my mind. I have a question. Yes. How often do you find that people have added a room or they've made a modification to their home and it isn't up to code? They didn't and not get permitted. permits. They didn't. I have seen that a few times. And Oddly enough, with the uh, all of the home improvement shows that are on TV right now, people like to take walls out. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily properly. Gotcha. Because uh, you have to make sure that, you know, if you take a wall out, is it a load-bearing wall? Is it going to affect the strength of the structure? Um, so you'll be looking around going, and, and they're asking me, why is there a crack in the ceiling right there? And it's like, well, there, that's where a wall used to be. Structural engineers needed when you take out a structural wall. Mm -hmm. Yep, you have. Typically, to. a permit is required for that. 
Yes. Typically, yes. Yeah. Um, some people don't think that it is because it's my house and I can do what I want with it. It's like, well, and, and it can... You can destroy your house by not doing things properly. So, right. You know, one of the things that I see in a lot of uh, home inspection reports are, is something called deferred maintenance. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what are some maintenance uh, th- things that our homeowners can look at in, on an annual basis? Changing when the seasons change. Right. You know, when you go from from winter to spring, you need to make sure that you are opening up those vents that are in your foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, so that you can get that any condensation that's built up over the winter time get that out dry out your your crawl space and basement area um, to prevent any kind of moisture damage or mold growth, you know, because any kind of moisture definitely promotes uh, organic growth. Right. So you want to make sure and get that cleared out. So, Buck, uh, what I see in a lot of home inspection reports is something called deferred maintenance. So what's something that, as a homeowner, I should be looking at on an annual basis um, as far as maintenance goes? Uh, A big part of the things you need to be looking for is uh, weatherization of your home, depending on the season. Um, You want to make sure that in the summertime you're opening up those foundation vents. In the wintertime, you're closing them up and putting in some insulation blocks to to keep, you know, one, electric, you know, your... uh, efficiency of your home Mm -hmm. uh, from losing heat. And in the summertime, you want to make sure that everything gets dried out from uh, possible condensation building up in the wintertime. Also, you want to make sure and get your uh, furnace uh, checked, furnace air conditioner. Um, Have an HVAC person come in, check those things out once a year, make sure that you're not going to have a problem. Those pesky filters. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Truth be told, if you had to go percentage-wise... Um, the percentage amount of time where you're recommending that the filter be changed. How many people are not changing their air filters? I'd say it's like 80 to 90%. <laughs> Ew. We're breathing in all of that nasty dust in the air. Yep. yep. Especially if you think about the smoke that was around last year mm-hmm. and then people that didn't change out their filters and those things are just nice and dirty. So, Is there anything that's location-based that you tend to see over and over, like, I'm from the South, so there are certain things in every home that you're going to get no matter what. You just know it's coming. What about Central Oregon? Um, Central Oregon, it's not as – it's actually a very home-friendly environment because of the dry climate. Uh, We don't have a lot of mold issue. We don't have a lot of uh, fungus and that sort of thing. There are – you know, you do need to look out for that sort of stuff, but it's definitely a lower percentage than – most of the rest, even half of our state, you know, mm. if you get over into the valley, it's a very wet climate. So, right. you know, it's it's things that fortunately we don't have to deal with over here, I think, is more so than what we do find. And not as many bugs. And not as many <laughs> Boy, bugs. that's for sure. <laughs> not as many bugs. Um, okay, here's a question from Left Field. Motley Crue, Scorpions, or Judas Priest? I have to say in the 80s. Loved all of them. I still do listen to Judas Priest a little bit from time to time. And, uh, you know, I, I have to say in that mix, you'd have to throw in Black Sabbath, you know, because yeah. that was a very influential band back then, especially for, uh, you know, a kid growing up out in Prineville that... Uh, I really hope my mother is music. not listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to scoff at my mom and say Sepultura as well as Guar, just because of the entertainment value. Yes, definitely. All right. So before we wrap things up, what is the wildest thing that you've experienced, whether it's uh, something to do with the home or, 
or uh, or the homeowner. <laughs> What's the wildest thing you've, you've experienced while on a home inspection? Um, actually, it was a vacant home. Um, I was testing the water in the attic, and I noticed before I went upstairs in the garage there had been uh, a repair to the ceiling in the garage over by the hot water heater. And I was like, okay, looks, you know, they got it all buttoned up. It's all taped and sealed properly and everything. So I got that noted, went upstairs, checked all the the uh, faucets and bathtubs and everything. And I came back downstairs and there was water pouring into the garage oh, no. uh, onto the electric water heater. Oh, no. Oh. And I just kind of stood there and stared at it going, now what do I do? <laughs> you know, it's, it's nothing. I didn't go in the tub and jump up and down or anything. It's just one of those big surprises. Then you call the, the real estate agent and say, hey, uh, might have a problem here. Slight oh, issue. Love those calls. Small, mm. small water leak. Those calls make my day. Yes. Yeah. It yeah, was, so uh, it, you know, I'm, I'm sure they got somebody in there and got it fixed. But at the time, it was kind of one of those, I felt a little bit guilty, even though I didn't do anything wrong, but I caused this nice little mess. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ever been bitten by a dog on a home inspection? Uh, yes, I did. Um, and that's why I request that people make sure that their pets are secured properly, not just because I don't like getting bit by dogs, but also I don't want to let anybody's pet outside that shouldn't be outside, you know, because sometimes those little uh, wily buggers like to sneak past you and go outside. How about They're not snakes? supposed to. Fortunately, no snakes. Not yet? Not yet. Well, the weather is going to be warming up. I and call it no probe. Yeah. Nope. No. Buck, thanks so much for joining us Joining us today. Uh, same question I ask every single uh, one of our guests. Are you taking on new clients, and what is the best way that they can reach you? So I am taking on new clients all the time, and uh, the best way to reach me is either through my website. It's got my phone number and my email, uh, phone number 541-390-4491, and uh, that's a direct line right to my pocket. So, And what is your web address? My web address is www.bsquaredhi.com. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today, Buck. Thanks, Buck. Thanks for having me. And it's time for the four-letter word. Today's four-letter word is gift. Gift. I love gifts. I Who do doesn't too. love gifts? I do, too. Especially when it comes to real estate. Do you know what I love? What? Rolos. I love Rolos too. A Rolo it, can be a gift. It can be a gift. It can They're be a nice and chewy. Gift. Yeah. Nice and chewy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great flavor. So the word of the day today is Rolo and not gift. No, gift. Gift's <laughs> a great word. But Rolo makes a good gift. I like Let's candy. Rain What's wrong it? with candy? Let's rein it in. <laughs> what is considered a gift in a uh, real estate transaction? That is, uh, that's an interesting question. So uh, a gift is going to be anything that is not the borrower's funds, borrower's own funds that is used for either the earnest money, the uh, any outside costs such as an appraisal uh, that have to do with the loan, or uh, the closing funds, uh, down payment funds. So anything that is not their funds um, is considered a gift. So earnest money is included as well? Yes. Excellent. Yes. A question I get asked a lot is, you know, from buyers is, how much can I receive as a gift? The sky is the limit. Now, make sure that you talk to your tax professional, right? If you are a donor, make sure, or, or a recipient, make sure you talk to a tax professional. Um, but on the lending side of things, we really don't care. The, the entire down payment can be a gift. Sky is the limit. Love it. So 
on that line, who can be a donor? Is that restricted at all? Um, you know, typically for conventional uh, for conventional loans for FHA, USDA, it has got to be an immediate family member, or your employer. Interesting. Or a documentable lifelong friendship. <laughs> I, I I tell you that the most interesting gift that I've in, in documentation I've had to do was for an FHA loan. Uh, they were friends for twenty plus years, and the gentleman wanted to help uh, his friend out uh, with uh, with the down payment funds. And we had to document the relationship somehow. How do you document a lifelong relationship? Can a Facebook friend since count? A Facebook friend since can go towards it. But what we actually look for would be old pictures. Right, if you've got no some, kidding. A, absolutely. So we use old pictures from like the holidays and Christmas. It's uh, it's extremely difficult to document, uh, but it can be done. I did not know that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and uh, here's a wild thing um, with veteran loans with VA loans. VA doesn't care where the money comes from, so you could literally have a GoFundMe account. VA loans are incredible. You know, it's uh, it, it's. It's kind of funny, and I, I wanted to bring up the Patriot Act, right? So um, when receiving a gift or giving a gift in a real estate transaction, we have to paper trail all of that. So when when we say paper trail, we need to know where that money is coming from. The Patriot Act comes in because we're making sure that you're not sponsoring terrorism mm-hmm. or – laundering money. Mm-hmm. And so I actually tell my clients that when I say, hey, we're going to need mom and dad's bank statement. Oh, well, I, they're not going to give me their bank statement. Well, they can send it directly to me, uh, but we have to, you know, we have to basically verify that they're not sponsoring terrorism or laundering money. And most of the time it gets a, a chuckle out of out right. of folks. Some people actually do take it personally and, oh, I would never, you know, I would never sponsor terrorism. Right. But the, the, the whole spirit of the Patriot Act um, really was to uh, to prevent um, over folks from overseas basically just going out handing out gifts and right. and then acquiring real estate and acquiring wealth uh, foreign wealth and so um, it is interesting to me that th- when we talk about the Patriot Act and then we talk about how VA doesn't care what the relationship is so you could be a friend you could be off the street you know just yesterday we had one where the uh, gift was coming from a longtime girlfriend right uh, of 10 plus years well Oregon doesn't have the common law marriage right um, you know different states do have different requirements for what's considered a common law marriage or what you who you can call a fiance and uh, the underwriter brought it up to me and and I said is this going to be a problem that the gift letter says girlfriend and not fiance and she says VA doesn't care who the gift come from wow which is just it blows my mind a little bit yep. because you've got the patriot act here right from one branch of the government mm-hmm. and the VA is just like eh you know wherever wherever the money comes from we really don't care interesting yeah. Bless the government. So make sure, again, I can't reiterate enough that you talk to your CPA or a tax professional if you're giving a gift, right, if there are any tax implications, and if you are receiving a gift, if there are any tax implications. But on the loan side of things, we really don't care. There's no max gift. An important note is that a resident alien does not qualify as FERPTA. So if you are a resident alien, then you are not uh, experiencing that tax withholding. I just learned that. That's a really, thank you for contributing to the show today, Heather. I try. I stretched out. 
And now, with this week's Central Oregon Real Estate Market Update, the absurdly talented Mrs. Heather Lowry. First of all, can I just say welcome back? We really missed you last week. Aww. I missed you guys like the desert missed the rain. I Oh my gosh. It's true. I'm putting that on my playlist today. As you should. Mixtape. I'm sure that's been on a handful of 90s mixtapes. Oh, I, I pictured you with a flock of seagulls hairdo, just putting it on going, yes. <laughs> All right. The stage is yours, please. So it's really interesting. We are seeing a steady incline in pricing and rates. Overall, steady as far as Deschutes County. Some winners that are notable numbers in the corner include Bend with new construction doubling this March, April over 2021 in comparison to 2020. So it used to be Redmond in the lead of pulling permits. Now it is Bend. Bend also with an over 17, now folks, 17% of the market in Bend having an over $1 million sales price. And this is single family residence. This isn't commercial peeps. Sun River showing the least amount of inventory. Shocker. Mm. Mm-hmm. So like three properties? <laughs> if that. I have one in escrow, so now there's two. Congratulations, Thank Joey. You. Yeah. Uh, Redmond is the winner of the hot crazy matrix. Um, so we are seeing Redmond stabilizing. So we have a stabilization of pricing and a stabilization, stabilization of uh, permits being pulled in comparison to last year. Lastly, we have days on market. Again, Decreasing. Getting less days Getting on market? less days on market in comparison to the previous month. Why do we even record this show? I don't know. It's weird. I got that from the Bacon Report. I mean, Beacon Report. The Beacon Report. Mm, bacon. Bacon. Wow. Yeah. Bacon and Rolos. Yeah, Bacon and Rolos. Mm. Chocolate and bacon. You guys are in court. Salty today. and sweet. So that's about it. That wraps it up for the Central Oregon Real Estate Update. That was wild. I try. And with your West Coast Mortgage News, I am Randy Vance. Rates have taken a hit, but it's only a flesh wound. The average rate for a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is up eight basis points to 3.18 from our last show two weeks ago. 15-year rates also up eight basis points. 30-year jumbo is only four basis points away from 52 weeks low, which again was two weeks ago at 3.11 as we record the show today up to 3.15. Jumbo pricing is in fuego. So for all of those that are uh, shopping in that million dollar range, holy cow. Uh, Get this. The Federal Reserve is blaming transitory factors on inflation. They finally admitted and said that unspeakable word inflation <laughs> that's uh, basically a fancy way of saying all the relocation and real estate movement across the country is driving prices up on literally everything so in typical american fashion let's all panic uh lumber futures fall for the eighth straight day but as in most markets it's two steps forward and one step back let's hope lumber continues to fall for a more stable construction market mm-hmm. please let that sucker fall mm-hmm. with all those permits being pulled Let's let's have our new construction uh, drive the industry. Yeah, the cost of construction and construction materials um, is no surprise going up, skyrocketing across the nation. That's your West Coast Mortgage News. Errors from our last show, read by me, the producer. The comment from Randy about Mr. Deep Pockets and free or almost free money was referencing stable market gains of 3% yields being equivalent to 3% interest rates offering offsetting or, in quotations, finger quotations, free 
Every good streak has to come to an end. Sorry, Randy. Well, that about wraps it up. Thank you so much for tuning in to Money Minded today. Hope that you enjoyed our episode. I want to thank Buck, Randy, and Heather. What a great team. What a great show. Thank you guys for your support. Thank you for listening. Um, Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your sister. Tell your uncle. Tell somebody. Money Minded. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Somebody has to work Rolo into the conversation (laughs) at some point without without giving away the reference. So the four-letter word for today is really Rolo. Rolo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, got it.